discussion on the game Bully, and, you know, our general discussion on all things video games. Uh, sitting here on a bright morning, which is weird for us, usually it's late and we're all tired. It goes late into the night, yeah. we forget what we're saying, it's, it's wonderful. Now it's in the morning and we're already going to forget what we're saying, but we have nothing to blame it on. Um, hope everybody enjoyed our last uh, week episode, The File Corrupted, the one-year anniversary show. It was a really, really fun show. Um, you don't even have to have listened to all the episodes of last year. You can just listen to that one. It's a really good time. It was good to have Nick back with us also. Uh, sitting here with me, co-host Michael. How Hi. things going? Good. Things are going good. It's uh, It's been a fun year. You know, it's, This is officially, the, I guess, the kickoff for year two of State of the Save. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that's kind of crazy this week, this has been E3 week. Weekend start of E3. Summer Game Fest, uh, IGN, Summer of Games, E3, a mishmash of whatever is going on in the games industry just happens to be. It's a lot better than last year already. Um, so, yes, because by this point last year, I cared about nothing being shown. And uh, at this point now, I've got a, a list of about 10 games, I think, on my list that I've been interested in. And, you know, today's the Microsoft conference. We'll probably watch that when we're done recording today so uh you know i guess the big kickoff is really today correct i mean today would be it the was big technically kickoff. yesterday but unless you call gearbox a uh one of the premier game <laughs> conferences that was a piece of shit <laughs> that was terrible um oh man we're going to talk we're going to do a foul corrupted on e3 this is not randy pitchford's time to um get skewered on this podcast but it's coming it's coming <laughs> it's coming neville I think I ta- I uh, I Discord messaged Michael um, about ten minutes in. I was like, I'm tapping out, and I, then I, for some reason I kept watching. And then I think about ten minutes later, I sent him another message. I'm tapping out now. <laughs> and I think I got almost to the end. The only reason I watched the whole thing was because I was watching with the Next Lander and Waypoint guys. So they were at least like going, "Why are we watching this too?" So. Um, Oh yeah, that's a big thing we should probably mention. Next Landle. Yay! Everybody should support Next Landle. Uh, we talked about on, I think a couple episodes ago, the Giant Bomb guys, there seemed to be a couple people leaving. We were real bummed. Uh, this situation kind of turned out to be in our favor for both ways. It yeah. kind of worked out really nice. Giant Bomb's expanding in a really interesting way, and Nextfinder seems to be like that classic style Giant Bomb too, and they're working more with like, they seem to be branching out. Nextfinder's doing stuff with Waypoint, with um, Austin Walker and Patrick Klepik and them. And uh, Giant Bomb's going to be doing something with Dan Reichert, which uh, is both wonderful and terrifying. Because you, if you see that man's Twitch streams, they are a self-imposed nightmare. But goddamn, they're fun. <laughs> they are. Oh, they're amazing. They're fun. And also, he's the only one... place on Twitch you can win a free toaster. Yes. Uh, earn. Sorry. Sorry, Dan Reichert. I don't mean to get you in trouble with your lawyers, but earn a free toaster. Yeah, earn a free toaster. <laughs> um, also, working with the guys from uh, Noclip. Yeah. So, like, really, it, it walked. I was really depressed about the whole Giant Bomb. I was like, oh no, is this the end of Giant Bomb as we know it? And now I feel like I kind of came out. It's like a divorce 
well, your mom and dad moved on, but then they you get Christmas gifts on Christmas from two people now. So it actually worked out pretty well for us. The only time where it does it is when you see them both doing E3 streams at the same time, and you're like, I gotta choose. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, this is. It's like, who do I eat Thanksgiving with? Um, no, I I I just wanted to throw that out there. Next Lander has a Patreon. I was going to go on here and be like, hey, everybody, consider supporting Next Lander's Patreon. But from what I can tell, it seemed like everyone already has. <laughs> that thing blew up. Uh, but uh, support those guys. It's a scary thing starting a new thing, I imagine, especially coming from an established name like they did. Uh, so real cool. Cool stuff going on. It's good to see that situation worked out and I think the fans favor. It's been a good week for video games. Good week Just for video all games. all around good week. So we're going to kind of not talk about the E3 stuff uh, for one reason. We're sitting here on uh, Sunday, so we haven't seen the Microsoft or the Sony conferences. Or well, Sony's not doing well. Not the anything. Sony conference, but yeah. the Microsoft conference. Nintendo's we haven't seen thing. Nintendo's. Capcom has a thing, whatever that is. Yeah, there's about four or five of them that we haven't watched yet. So until we can see all that, so that'll be a file corrupted show coming up in the uh, future. But uh, real quick. Before we jump into Bully Part 2, which was Chapters 3 and Chapters 4, uh, Michael, you been playing anything? Yeah, I've uh, been still working my way through Mass Effect 3, but uh, yesterday, yeah, yesterday, or no, it was Thursday, actually, they finally released uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrod. Which was what you were waiting on to play the remake, because yeah. it was like the... the... I, I got about seven or eight hours into Final Fantasy VII Remake. And then they announced that they were doing a PS5 upgrade version that's free for the people who own it. But there is a $20 extended DLC with a different character that's about two chapters long. That here is actually pretty good. Yeah, but, um, Kotaku wrote an article mm-hmm. about it. They were saying that it was really pretty cool. The upgrade is probably the best PS5 upgrade to PS4 that I've seen so far. All the textures look to be completely redone. There was a little bit of blurry textures. Famously, there is a door uh, at Tifa's house that is just untextured and blurry on the PS4. They finally textured it. It looks great. Everybody's just screenshotting that picture of that door. Be like, look at the door! Pretty much, yeah. It's it's got actually, like, depth. They didn't do a good job of saying what was going to be different because right immediately when you get off the train and when you... That famous, awesome Final Fantasy VII opening of Cloud jumping off the train and then you and your... Favorite group of eco-terrorists go and bomb a Mako site. Uh, the immediately, when it switches from the cinematic to, like, uh, the 60 frames per second, like, action scenes, you're like, this is amazing looking. It runs great. They redid the lighting, so there's a lot more fog and shadows in Midgar, and it looks uh, so good. So I'm going to stick with this game. I think playing it the opening to this the second time, Final Fantasy VII was a game I never finished, but I remember that opening very strongly. The remake does that opening really well. That remix score of the bombing run theme is so hype. And they do a cool lead-in with the battle theme the first time. The famous Final Fantasy VII battle theme. You get, like, locked in a room with, like, some guys in front of you. And it, like, the orchestras, like, build up to where it starts the battle theme. There's, like, a lead-in to it this time that's just so hype. And you're like, let's fight. Let's do this. I always love when games take into consideration that, hey, we could do the battle theme here, and fans would be excited. You know, oh, man, it's the battle theme. I remember this. Or we could really just put a little bit of extra thought into it 
and do something like that. Like, let's do a quick build up for it. So when it hits, it hits just a little bit harder. Or let's just kind of, you know, not take the easy way out of just be like, and now we play the battle theme. Mm. It's like, let's think about it for a second. Let's pause and see, like, let's really take advantage of getting this this moment down. So it hits, instead of hitting at an eight, it hits at a nine and a half. Like, we're going to take one of the most famous video game soundtracks that people have heard a million times over and just make it just hit you in the face is so good it's like one of those uh you ever hear about video games live yeah which was apparently okay cast your minds back to the early 2000s there was an entire orchestra show that was traveling the country playing video game music Mm -hmm. and uh it was advertised in the back of like all your favorite video game magazines but like that was one of like the ten tracks that they had on the advertisement. You, you either have to have the battle theme, Eris's theme, or uh, One Winged Angel. One of those three tracks has to be. You want to talk your... about One Winged Angel? One... <laughs> oh no, I made it wrestling. The Kenny, oh, no. Ome- the Kenny Omega finishing move. The One Winged Angel. Oh wait, his finishing move is called the One Winged Angel. Yes. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. That's cool. You know, you know, Kenny Omega basically based the cleanal character around sephiroth that's cool and like so the one wing angel is his finishing move it's a damn good finishing move also but the one wing angel is also in real like in a reference to sephiroth Mm -hmm. so yeah 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 you see you all everything goes back to wrestling (laughs) um but no like uh that game has iconic music and i'm glad to see that it's getting that extra level of thought put into it and everything i see about that game looks great i actually i'm not a final fantasy guy it's not something that usually appeals to me that one does um because a it looks like the combat system is more something in line with me what i would care for i have a really hard time going back to traditional turn-based action games yeah or turn-based rpgs but that looks like it's gotten, you know, like that combat system makes it interesting to me. And it's a damn pretty video game. Oh, uh, the PS5 version um, is so, it's so good. Yeah, that, I, that'll be, if uh, if I'm showing somebody PS5 for the first time, that'll be the game I boot up and go, look how awesome this looks and how great it runs. I'm a, I'm really happy that that game turned I'm, around. I'm going to be using that photo mode a whole lot. <laughs> it's good to be in a place in video games where you want to take pictures. Yeah. Like I, when I played The Witcher 3 for the first time. There was all these moments where I'd just come over a hill. And I was like, this is beautiful. I've got to take a photo of I this. took so many pictures of sunsets in The Witcher 3. Oh, yeah, sunsets or when the rain's, like, pouring down and you're riding your horse over a hill. Like, um, you there's get, the You point- get in the rain, that image, you time it just right so, like, uh, Geralt's, like, pulling out his sword and get that cool picture in the rain. Ah, so good. Or, like, when you're um, traveling up the hill. Remember there was the big tree in the um yeah the pretty early on that has all the people hanging from it the hanging tree um you're going into the uh the bloody the bloody bear and like traveling up that hill on a sunny day and seeing the shadows of that it's a like those are the moments in video games that remind you of just like how much walk and effort and time goes into these things and how often because we're playing them you know, we're playing the combat or we're doing this, that, and the other. We breeze by some of that that great, you know, art because it's one of those things. It's like bass, right? It's like playing the bass that if you notice it a lot of times, it's a little bit done wrong. But when you can't tell 
like you're not noticing it is when a lot of times it's done right. Mm. So like if you you see bad geometry or you see bad ward design and it instantly sticks out to you, but really good ward design a lot of times just blends in and you don't even pay attention to it. But um, it's it's cool to see these moments where it's like this is just so daggum good that your brain's just like, whoa, whoa everybody, everybody stop for a second. <laughs> we'll stop this little quest here because we got to look at this tree because, damn, somebody did a good job on this tree, you know? <laughs> Um, other than Final Fantasy, you've been playing anything else? Nope, that's pretty much it. Uh, I don't have a ton to talk about. Uh, I've been doing a bunch of stuff. My weekend has been insane. I've changed tires and built furniture and all sorts of stuff. But uh, I continue to chop away at Necromunda. Um, Necromunda. Son of a bitch. Watch the. You can listen to the Foul Corrupted episode (laughs) from last week to get that joke. Um, And I continue to uh, add stuff to the hard drive that I will eventually play. Um, But yeah, I mean, my kind of whole entire video game experience has been all game this week, bully. So let's use that to kind of jump in. That's an A plus segue. Good Thank sir. you. I, I appreciate the fact that one thing that is consistent on this show is that we can't do a segue without Not talking like, about it. And hey, that's a good segue. <laughs> we we make a good segue and then we immediately uh point a lens at that fact. Exactly. And then ruin it completely. We're gonna make T shirts that just say State of the Save and on the back it's just gonna be like the best segues in the business. <laughs> <laughs> um no bully. Let's talk bully. Let's give ourselves some time to talk about that, and uh, like I said, we'll be doing a whole show on E three, so don't don't uh, don't think that we just blew past that. There's so much to talk about that deserves its own show. Um, Bully Part Two, uh, we talked about in the first show that I had like m- misgivings uh-huh. about this game, and there was times where I was. Really enjoying it, and then there was like Rockstar couldn't get out of its way almost, mm-hmm. and it kept. You know, like chopping me at the knees, you know. <laughs> um, that's kind of continued for this section. Section. I won't say that I don't enjoy this game, but it continues to do things that just like every time I'm starting to really get on board, I get chopped at the knees. So we're going to kind of explain some of those moments as we go about. Or in Bully's nature, more like kicked in the groin. Kicked in the balls, <laughs> right in the balls. Um, but. Part three and part four, we are kind of doing the 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 finishing up of taking over the clicks. Um, three being focused on the greasers, four being focused on the nerd slash jocks. It's yeah, kind the, of the nerd jock dynamic. Like yeah, like both of them. You, are kind the of jocks are too powerful, so you got to team up with the nerds to take down the jocks. I actually kind of like that. That is yeah, the idea that the jocks are like they are legitimately a threat. <laughs> it's like yeah, they're. It's not just in the game where like, yeah, they're all bigger and stronger than we are. And then you play the game and you're like, oh, yeah, these guys are bigger and stronger than Jimmy. Whenever the jocks run up to you, because they're always together. Like, the preps are kind of, like, off doing their own thing. But if you notice, the jocks are always together. So if you fight one, they will all swarm you. And them being the most powerful people in the school, it's a problem. Well, also, You can maybe take one or two, but if you get overwhelmed, you, you got to get out well, of there. Well, they shoulder tackle you, too. Like, when they hit you like that, that takes a lot of health. It does. Um, they also have, like, you're right, like, when you enter the stadium section of the of the school, mm-hmm. they there are, like, five or six of them there all the time. And you fight one, they all come running. Especially when you start those missions and your uh, 
faction level is low with them, they will attack you on sight. So yeah. you, you got to watch your way around the um, the gym. Yeah. But before we get to all that, let's start with uh, Chapter 3. It's Christmas. It's, it's snowing. Christmas. It's wonderful. Um, one thing that you you brought up, and I want you to kind of talk about, is that you've played Bully before. I have. But this Christmas stuff is all new. Yeah, I don't... There's... N- the You have a Christmas mission in the original Bully where you go and get your Christmas sweater. But I want to say that's it. All the stuff with uh, the drunk Santa Claus is all new to me. And most of that stuff landed. Like, I was laughing at some of that stuff. It's very much, like, of the time. Because remember there was that yeah. bad Santa Claus movie mm-hmm. with... um. Who was starring? Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, and that was a big movie f- at the time. You mm-hmm. know, like that was a big. Like I remember my friends and stuff really liking that movie. Um, the that stuff's not bad, and you can kind of tell it's written a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But I didn't notice that it was separate or something new. But you were talking about there was kind of a disconnect there from the main game for you. Is that just because well, you haven't played it before, or no, is it because... Not that. It's because at the beginning of uh, Chapter 3, they come up to you and say, Hey, Johnny needs some help. Uh, he's losing it. And then you spend an hour or two doing this Christmas stuff, and then you finally go to Johnny. It's like... Oh, yeah. There was that kind of like pressing stuff. Like, oh, you gotta go see Johnny. And Jimmy's like, I'll take care of it. And then you have like this side business with like the Santa and Christmas stuff. And then you finally get around to the... That's a really good storyline. That's a really good point because for me, uh, not having played this game before, I just assume like, okay, well today's Christmas. Mm-hmm. Naturally, let's do all the Christmas stuff, and then we'll do Yo Johnny next because I don't think it's the first day of the de- of the um, chapter, but it's the second day I think mm-hmm. when you wake up is yeah. when they call you to get your your sweater. I spent that entire first day of that chapter trying to beat the nerd challenge and that um, sumo game. Oh yeah, which that. that was rough. That that's the hardest challenge. Everyone else is just like, hey, beat up the greasers or uh, play a game of dodgeball like you've done at gym to get the uh, hideouts. The nerds make you earn it because that well, is a that goes on for probably twice as long as it should, and that's not an easy game. It's it reminds me of uh you remember Robotron? You yeah. ever play Robotron? Um, it reminded me sort of of that, where like how you're having items come in on all sides of the screen and you're moving around trying to dodge stuff more than really you dodge more than you ever try to get stuff. Yeah. Um it is long winded. Like I felt it I believe twice. Mm-hmm. Because, not because it was, um, you know, impossible, but because it was just long-winded. You have to maintain doing a good job in that game for a very long time. You have to get into a flow state. Like, if you play Cuphead, you do best at Cuphead when you're not even thinking about it. You're just doing the motions and just in that zone. you got to hit that zone in order to get to the end of that thing. It's not um, saying it's like Cuphead hard, but it's just, there's a lot of it. you got to, probably takes about... 10 or so minutes to do the challenge yeah it's 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 the toughest side content i think i've came across so far yeah um i don't fail a lot of these missions and when i do fail i will kind of blame it on like playstation 2 era jank you know um i failed like the uh the um the panty ra- i did the panty raid one in chapter i failed three. that once yeah <laughs> because uh 
and we'll leave aside the weirdness of that. But um, I did that for cha- in chapter three. But the the vision cone on the patrolling lady kind of screwed me over because there was a couple times I cut through the edge of the vision cone and nothing happened. And then I felt like I was way out of the vision cone. Mm. And she spotted me and I got kicked out. So, like, you know, that's like PlayStation 2 weirdness. Yeah, I didn't that- get mad about that. But the uh, the nerd stuff was just like, damn, this is a long time to get that hundred some fi- hundred and five thousand points. Those nerds don't play because the other challenge that tripped me up was the stronghold assault, where you have to like take down the nerds' base and everything. Which that got me a couple times. That's not an easy boss fight. No, um, because they they cover they give you is kind of deceitful. So like I was trying to use I think my slingshot. To knock down the uh, little transformer yeah. stuff, and you can't like you. It would shoot over the cover if mm-hmm. you step back too far. You can't really step out at all. It's a lot of like timing. You got to read, get that thing down. You right. got to read the patterns and then use that uh, duck that Jimmy has to kind of like circumvent it. So once you get past that, because I failed that mission twice. Once on the lead up, I messed up, and then the second time was the. Uh, Messing up the timing of trying to weave and weave around the potato cannon. Yeah, and also that potato cannon, when it hits you, it hits you multiple times. Because you get knocked down, and it just keeps pelting you on yeah. the ground. Like that's that's rough. But we're kind of jumping ahead. Let's uh, let's stick with pl- chapter three. Chapter here. three, yeah. Okay. Um, so the Christmas stuff to me was pretty legitimately good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those missions are probably you can tell they're designed at a later time. Because they're a little bit more tight. They're a little bit less... Um, they're also different from what you encounter in the main game. Yeah, like you know, with like, taking the photos of the kids on his lap. And trying to time it right to where they look like they're behaving themselves. That was, that was fun. That was fun. And also, there's no real bad fail state in those missions. Mm-hmm. Where you get... You know, there's some fail states in this that really frustrate me. Uh, we'll talk about that in Chapter 4 a lot. But there was some really good stuff there, like knocking down, you know, uh, the uh, Santa Claus, um, the legit Santa Claus, like, while attacking the el- While the elves are <laughs> trying to fight you while you're uh, knocking down the candles and everything. That was fantastic. I attacked it with my uh, bottle <laughs> rocket gun. And, like, never have you felt like a Christmas terrorist. <laughs> like, I'm rolling up in my in my holiday sweater because I wore my holiday sweater for the whole chapter. <laughs> and I roll up, you know, bottle rocket gun in hand. And your sense is like, ho, 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 it's Christmas time, everybody. And then also, pew, pew. <laughs> and, like, the panic. And the attack, and think, uh, don't you knock it down with like a hammer or something? Yeah, you get the sledgehammer. No, no, no. The sledgehammer is when you're taking yeah, down the, the um, uh, greaser hideout. Yeah. But, but it, it was a fun thing. You can, just I attacking. think you can pick up a candy cane. I no, that might be right. I know you start off with a bat. Yeah, you get a bat. So <laughs> you're over there smacking elves and smacking candy canes. <laughs> that was great. Uh, that was a part of the game where I was like, this is. Freaking fun. And Santa's the whole time just being like, what the heck's wrong with you, kid? I even like the Christmas pageant with the movie, the uh, music teacher. Yeah. Because, like, that cut scene has, like, probably my favorite line in this game where she forces you to do it or she'll fail your class. And he says, and Jimmy says, this is the kind of thing I'll have to talk to my therapist about when I'm older. Jimmy is really good in these two chapters. He, Jimmy shines, yeah. Yeah, like, I love that whole conversation. He's like, 
uh, my favorite thing is like when she's telling him he has to uh, wear the costume. He's like, "That's suicide for a fourteen-year-old boy." <laughs> like he's just like, "What are you doing?" Um, because he really gets put out. Like Jimmy, when Jimmy's put in situations where he's really angry that he's out, is my favorite because he's like, he doesn't come across as like like the badass anymore. <laughs> he's like a kid where he's like, "No, no, please, no!" <laughs> like they don't make him like the badass. He realizes like, like, that he only has so much power. Yes, it's when Jimmy has no authority, and they do that a lot when you're dealing with the uh, the, the teachers mm-hmm. because like, hey, in this situation. You got no power, kid, you know. But my favorite thing was like him being like, no, please, don't make me wear it. Um, that, the Christmas stuff was legitimately fun. I did enjoy a lot of that. And you are right. I didn't really think about it until you brought it up that the greaser stuff is very separate. Yeah. And would, it, it feels weird that the Christmas – no one did more Christmas stuff in the original game. Like – I guess it's probably like, hey, it's you know, it's a PlayStation Two game. It might have been cut for time, is what I imagine, because this was brought onto the Xbox 360 a year later. It feels like a something you would buy as a DLC. Like here's the Christmas DLC for Bully, but this was before. This was 2007 or early 2008. I can't remember where this 360 port came out. So that was before like the big DLC mission boom that happened with like. Um, L.A. Noir was the first I remember having, like, huge DLC mission. Mass Effect 2 had that. Oblivion. Oh, Oblivion. Oblivion oh, yeah, they had, had like, uh, um, the huge expansions had the with ex- Shivering Isles and all yeah, that. Yeah, they had, like, several smaller expansions. Like, there was, like, a Templar expansion and stuff. And then, uh, like, Dragon Age had a straight-up expansion. Okay, disc. yeah, so I was a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but you're, you're, you're right. It mm-hmm. is before all of that. So this um, feels like DLC. Although yeah. I imagine it was probably cut for time, and then they put it in in the um, 360 version, going, "Hey, we finished this content. We can now it, put it in." It's definitely worth playing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a fan of this game, then and you've never played that, like I'm, like kind of like how you are, mm-hmm. um, I could definitely see you adding it. It's good content. Um, it's it's solid content. I like it. It's worth grabbing it just to see like the to play through Bully again for like an assault. For like a fun nostalgia romp and then seeing like the additional content too that is good was con- a lot of fun it was a lot of it too it was a lot of it so it's worth your time um you are right though like the greaser stuff is very separate mm-hmm. um one thing that i enjoyed uh kind of wrapping up the christmas stuff is that there isn't like a lot of christmas like you don't feel like you're having to get involved in like school activities for the Christmas stuff. Like you're not going to class as much, and I feel like yeah. So you have more time to go do that, and I don't know if that's just the way I played it, but um, I enjoyed kind of being like it felt like almost like a Christmas break kind of thing. It just might have been the way I played it, but it just was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the greaser stuff to me is the downside of this chapter, and so learning now that the Christmas stuff was added really makes a lot of sense because i kind of felt like boy this is a big like chapter three quality was drop. very short it also is, feels like if you just had the greaser stuff this would easily be the shortest chapter oh yeah of the whole game. i mean but i i think quality wise you're you're you really kind of open my eyes up here and i'm kind of getting my thoughts arranged because i didn't really think about it till now that if you would have went from the mission with johnny coming in at the very beginning 
all upset and then go straight to talking to Johnny and doing the grease horse stuff, it would have been very short. And mm-hmm. it also would have been kind of, to me, one of my least favorite parts of this game. The grease horse stuff to me was kind of – it kind of was like a retread of the preps. They don't take advantage of dealing with the – Dealing with a clique that is like preoccupied with the 1950s. Instead, it's all like Johnny's girl troubles. And, it seems to be what yeah. this entire thing is centered there's on. There's no like, yeah, there's no like, there's some good music. Like when the greasers attack you, it does like the, the it's fighting kind of a beach, theme. a beach style like jam yeah. and everything. That's always fun. High treble guitar and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I was not like super enjoying dealing with them. Like I was kind of bummed out. Like there's no car stuff. And I know they're kids, but they're also like 14, 15. And I'm like, these guys are greasers. Like, wouldn't there be some kind of car? Like, someone should be 16 and like, yo, I just got my car. Yeah. And then like, you should like van- have to like vandalize the car yeah, or something. Yeah, like that w- something like that. Or like, they should be doing something related or like, to that. Or like, why don't we, we should be going like full on Grease, Rebel Without a Cause, stuff like that. Where like, we, if we're not like, uh tinkering with someone's car as they do like a drag race by a cliff what are we doing they're like, all on yeah. bikes like they're yeah. just they're just kids in leather jackets there is some there is a, a few good things here like uh one of one member of every single click is going after angie which i think is funny like algae is the one <laughs> who has and uh my, there's a line resulting in that that is funny it's like uh no algae's not messing with angie everyone knows algae likes blondes is it is Angie or Lola? An- Algae. Oh, yeah, it is Lola. Lola. Yeah, that uh, threw me my, off. My phone auto-corrected Algae to Angie, and that's where I got confused. Yeah, okay, so <laughs> let's talk about Lola for a second. Lola is the driving point of this entire chapter, and that goes... She thirsty. <sighs> she thirsty. <laughs> it leads to some fun stuff. There is some... Uh, there is some weird slut shaming kind of stuff going on here that I'm not super down with, but I do like the fact that it leads to what I refer to as the boyfriend fight, where you have the preps, <laughs> you have nerds, you have greasers. I think there may be a couple of jobs. It's like every guy who's been messing around with Lola all in the middle of the street just duking it out. <laughs> and I did enjoy that fact. Like there was a war going on in that like zone and everything was so good. Um, I, 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 like I said, there's some weird portrayal of like Lola and like there's some, there's some attitude that I didn't really care for in this chapter with her, uh, with how Johnny treats his ownership of her and stuff like that that's kind of bad. But it does it does lead to some fun stuff like like I, said, I did enjoy the boyfriend fight. <laughs> um, I did enjoy the fact that like everyone's like yeah, algae's messing with her, and then when you get there, it's some other guy from the preps. Like, <laughs> it's like yeah, I got one. Um, uh, there is the cool fight in the because the, the preps are the one who sends you to go and deal with that because they're like you're our leader, you should do something. Which is another good line. Leadership is about looking after people. That's what my dad told me before he laid everyone off. Yes. <laughs> um, my favorite thing is also in these two chapters, there's a lot of like the people you now lead or being like, you're the guy in charge, man. Figure it out. I wish there was more of that um, in these chapters. Like, hey, you're you're leading over us. You should be like, uh, again, like PS2 limits. There should be some like leadership roles, like sending guys out to handle like missions for you and everything if you you said last time 
if this was developed today, it would have the Nemesis system from Shadow of War or Shadow of Mortal. If they could do it, because I know WB owns a patent on that system. You could just change a couple of things, and boy, would that be easy to do. Or like the deck of 52 from uh, Mercenaries, where yeah. you're like dealing with like individual people. You These people have like these underlings under them, so you should be like climbing that ladder. Yeah, that like would that be way. really cool, especially because you see these characters out in the ward. So it would be cool to be like, Yo, excuse me, traveling around. Like, they will back you up in a fight if they're around you. Yeah. Which always seems to be the nerds. The preps never come to my aid. It's always, like, the nerds. But they lay a a couple good hits. The greasers in Chapter 4 would come help. Okay. Yeah, I had some times where the greasers would, like, come charging in and help me out. But no, like, yeah, the the nerds are, like, the most bloodthirsty of all of them, which is something... (laughs) Which is something we'll get into Where in Where are the bullies? Four. I have a team of just dumb muscle, and they are nowhere around. I haven't seen, uh, what is it, Rufus? Um, the Russell. Big, Russell. I haven't seen Russell in either of these chapters. I've seen Russell around, but he doesn't do much. He's just walking around. You go, hey, Russell. He's like, hey. I wish there was a way that you could be like, hey, follow me. So like, if it's like you're going on a mission... You could be like, hey, Russell. Grab some grab some muscle around. Yeah. Like, hey, we're, we're going to go take Johnny. I need some backup. You got Russell walking with you. You got one of the nerds with a bottle rocket cannon. You know, and here you come rolling up. Playing this game again, I really, I love this game, like, growing up and everything. Playing it again, I'm like, man, this is, like, just a couple points away from being absolutely great. I still like it today, but I'm, like, talking about some of the stuff it could have had. And I know, like, we should look at, like, a piece of art for what it is. Not yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm like... If it just had, like, a couple of things, this could be, like, a really... That's why I think my wishes and everyone else's wishes for a sequel come into play. Because I'm like, you can see the potential there for this to be a, like, mainline, quintessential rock star property. And to some people, like, I guess to me, it kind of is. Because we, the people who grew up with it have, like, a strong connection with this game. I, f- I don't, like, yeah. I can't... And, like, I'm not yet... 100% sold on the game. Yeah. But I do, I can't argue And that I this don't know a, by this point, I don't know if you will be 100% sold on this game from this point forward. But, but like I said, I don't want to sound like I'm down on it either because there is parts of this game I'm thoroughly enjoying. You can I see feel like the, what it's trying to do. It's it's like two, rang, like two rings under the goal for me. Like if it's climbing the ladder, it's just a few rings of like away from getting to the top for me. Mm-hmm. Um, those stuff, like I said, those missions I really freaking enjoy. Even like uh, like the bike um, fight inside of the the bike park that's, with the greasers. That's great. When you show up and you're like, oh crap, it's like Thunderdome, you know? <laughs> or like the fact that my favorite thing is when the scale comes into play. I talked about this a lot. Like uh, when the cops show up doing the the boyfriend fight <laughs> and everyone's like scattle and you're on your bike trying to get away from the cop um because that's a very kid thing to do like oh we we're all here we're all a bunch of badasses then one cop car shows up and like everybody run and in gta it's a fleet of cop cars going after you and here it's just like one cop and maybe like a patrol officer on foot yeah like in gta, <laughs> and just like, scatter. In GTA it gets to the point when they like they brought the national guard <laughs> and like here it's like oh crap they got a second cop <laughs> um there's I'm a gonna jo- be so grounded there's a john mulaney bit I don't know if you're a fan of John Mulaney, but he uh, has a stand-up bit where he was drunk at a party, and uh, a cop shows up, 
and he was a teenager and he like smashes a bottle after yelling fuck the police <laughs> and everybody runs and he describes it as like these like a bunch of like overweight Chicago police officers trying to grab like 200 drunk little teenagers and like every time when that happened in the boyfriend fight the only thing I heard was that that John Mulaney bit of like scattle and throwing down the bottle because it was just like kids running everywhere um but stuff like that I really enjoy. Like the the Christmas stuff I thought was great. Um, the Grease will fight once you take down Johnny. I did enjoy the fact that when you do talk to Johnny, you straight up tell him like, he's like, okay, fine, you can have him. Which kind of goes back to my like issues with that whole thing. Like there's a lot of like ownership stuff going on there, but we ain't going to get into that. But uh, when he says that to jo- Johnny, Johnny's like, I don't even want your girlfriend dude he's like i just want you to stop being a jock he's like oh that's what you want okay fine you're in control of us yeah it's like literally a little bit is like frustrating it was like from a narrative standpoint i was like this is what got me to control of them but at the same time it's kind of funny that was like oh you just want to control us all right fine you beat me up whatever well that's kind of a kid thing though yeah he's like what It, it is and it's funny that like um the whole like that's what you wanted just to prove you went through all this just to prove you're tougher than me and Jerry's like yeah and he's like all right <laughs> I, there's no one thing i didn't think of until just now there's no gary in these chapters this is all jimmy's yeah jim like gary had already placed the domino so like jimmy is now like in the mission to take over the school we'll talk about at this point we'll talk about chapter five because the title of chapter five is the rise and fall of the jimmy. fall and rise of jimmy hopkins of the great jimmy hopkins age 15, age 15. which is a which is a great <laughs> best chapter name i give them credit there some of these mission names are really fun too mm-hmm. um but i yeah i really like the the fall and fall and rise of jimmy hopkins age 15 what was the chapter two money success and other lies or something yeah the chapter names are pretty great jimmy is a good character i I like jimmy um, i didn't know how i felt about him in chapter one and two i've come around to really liking jimmy um and you see the arrogance building up we talked about that in the preps uh fight when he beats the preps he's like who's the man i'm the man he continues that, and it grows, and it grows. Because when he beats the, the, the greasers, he does the same thing. Who's the toughest? I'm hey. the tough. And when he beats the jocks, he's, like, literally, like, I'm, I'm the, the king ma- of the school. In front of, like, the whole school, you know. <laughs> he beat the jocks on the football field on the night of the big game. Like, you know, you feel like he really has conquered the world, you know. Um I I like that because then when we see the little tease for chapter five, you realize yeah Jimmy's bought in. Um, this pride before the fall. Yeah, all which, that. as the chapter name says, <laughs> uh, that is a great chapter name: the fall and rise of Jimmy Hopkins, the great Jimmy Hopkins, <laughs> age fifteen. The age fifteen really brings it home. Sells it, yeah. Um, the this is like I said probably my least favorite chapter. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's as good as Chapter 4. Chapter 4 is my favorite chapter so far in this game. Chapter 4 has some highlights. It has the most problematic storyline in it. Yeah, we're going to talk about that storyline in depth. Because that's one of the reasons why I didn't hammer home the Lola stuff. Mm -hmm. The Lola stuff is is problematic. But I can kind of excuse it if you are running off the assumption that all these are children. Mm -hmm. So, like, they're... Like having to kind of like use that as a as a benchmark and say these are a bunch of asshole fifteen year olds. Mm-hmm. That's why some of this is maybe going on. 
chapter four escalates that problematic to the point that we need to talk about it. Yeah. I like agree. when in chapter three I saw some of that stuff. Like it and it's a lot of it's just like terminology being used and how people discuss other people in their relationships. You just you just groan and go, yeah, okay. I was kinda like, eh that's that's dumb. But chapter five uh, chapter four takes that and runs with it a little bit. And um so we'll talk about that. We're gonna kinda have to have a conversation it about wasn't, that. I could almost excuse it until like the last bit where I'm like, Okay, that this because feels We'll, we'll, we'll talk we'll about it. it. We'll and I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about yeah. it. Um, in chapter three, we have taken over the Greasers. We have unlocked all of that um, kind of the rough part of town, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny the comic shop is in the rough part of town, <laughs> um, but that's kind of accurate. There was a point in time in the city here we had like four shops. We only got one now, but three of those shops were in some some rough parts of town. <laughs> so like that's kind of right. Um, I did write in my notes, oh, great, a comic shop in a rock star game. Sure, this is going to go great. <laughs> well, um, that was well as you expect. That was well as I thought. They had comic book guy from The Simpsons running it, so that was right. Mm-hmm. Um, chapter four, we're dealing with the jocks and the nerds. I like the fact that you beat the nerds into submission in one mission. <laughs> like, it takes, like, it's a campaign to break the bullies. It's a campaign to break the, the preps. Same thing with the greasers, and it's a war to break the jocks. Mm-hmm. The nerds is just one mission. <laughs> like you beat them into submission, literally in well, one mission. Well, they're for the most part on your side because they're just like all these people were mean to us anyway. We're just gonna let Jimmy do his thing. So I can see why they were. Well, also you do break into their fortress and take down their leader. I right. like at the beginning of this mission, we see that Pete is turned away from the nerds. Pete is turned away from the nods, but also Pete is like Jimmy's conscience. Mm-hmm. Where Pete's like, hey, Jimmy, you know, let's not go overboard with all of this. And Jimmy, you see the arrogance build in Jimmy. <laughs> and Pete's the conscience. And Jimmy gets mad at him about being like, why are you bringing me down, man? I took over the greasers. I did like because Pete's like, "Hey man, we're going a little bit too far." And then the jocks are mean to Pete. And, th- and then even Pete's like, "We should do something about these guys." Well, <laughs> I like the fact that it's not. It, there is some subtlety in this, right? I talk some junk about Rockstar's writing, but this is decent. This is actually pretty good. That Pete is not like, he's not like, come on, Jimmy, let's let let it be. You know, he's he's just like he's like seeing that this could go bad eventually, but he's not necessarily trying to stop Jimmy either. You know, he's just like. Oh no, Jimmy! You feel like you're kind of losing control here, and Jimmy's like, "No, I'm not. I'm freaking in charge." <laughs> and like, but he doesn't like listen, Jimmy. Let's leave the jocks alone. Like he's like, "No, the jocks are assholes. Let's do something about them." But you can kind of tell like he's got like a gut feeling this is not going to end well. Yeah. Um, and you see Pete throughout this chapter, and he's always there. Like Jimmy's always kind of blowing him off. Like, trust me, I got this. And he do, does come to his side at the end of it, where he does take down the jocks because he's like with us like you did it you we finally did because it because he's he's jimmy's he's, he's a probably, hype man he's probably jimmy's only true friend but also because jimmy is the only one who sticks up for pete everybody turns away pete but he sticks close to jimmy because pete was the only one nice to jimmy when he got there everybody else jimmy has to earn his respect he always had pete's respect from the beginning J- J- there is no um excuse me and, there is no uh yeah there is no like 
I gave you something to get this friendship from Pete. Pete and Jimmy became friends naturally. Because of the mutual hatred with Gary. Yeah, and there's no, but there's no, like, Pete didn't get anything out of the friendship at the beginning. So, like, it's an actual friendship. Everyone else that is friends with Jimmy at the end of Chapter 4 got something from Jimmy. Like, either Jimmy took over their clique and did stuff for them, or they, you know, were kind of forced into it. Pete was the only one who's like, I was, I was your friend back when you were a nobody, mm-hmm. you know? Um, the My true uh, belief in this entire chapter, the Nards are the actual monsters. I Yeah. They're the worst of all the groups because they're the ones who, A, they have victims. They, 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 claim, they do stuff and then get mad that people – or get – Freaked out that anyone holds them accountable for it. <laughs> um, and they also, they're arrogant as hell. They think they're better than everyone else. And they're just like, they're, they're the true monsters of the school in my mind. Um, it they does, call like the jocks like brainless monkeys and stuff like that. Where yeah. it's like, you can be smart, but like, don't be like, they have like, there's they, an arrogance about them. You realize they're just as bad as everyone else. Just because they get picked on doesn't mean that they don't have like victim complexes and are actually terrible people. <laughs> that's actually a very good statement victim complex because like think about pete pete goes to them for friendship and what do they do they don't like not they don't accept them they do in. the They're same just thing like, that everyone does yeah. to them like they literally they don't learn from their their situation they literally do the same thing everyone does to them to pete so if like they have power they instantly abuse it like everyone abuses theirs mm-hmm. um so like i do enjoy the mission to take over the nerds because one, the it's the nerd- most like large scale mission in this game. We're gonna take down a fortress. It reminds me of where you take down uh, Fort Mercer in Red Dead Redemption, oh, that's complete a damn with good complete mission. with getting on like the turret and everything. So- I forget how great Red Dead Redemption is. That's probably my favorite Rockstar game. But yeah, you're right. There is like a. I like also the fact that none of them are all, like they're not physical threats. So, like, they're all armed with, like, eggs and bottle rockets. and Those bottle rockets will mess you up. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, it was um, the – I didn't really start using my tech or my different equipment until I got to the boss fight in Chapter 3 with the Hamel guy. Yeah. Because he was very hard to beat by fighting him. But he was easier to beat using – uh, the slingshot. Yeah, you just have to like evade, like have him like swing into pillars and everything as you're slingshot. charging up your slingshot. Yeah, or using like if you have some bottle rockets, bottle rockets did pretty good. He was slow, so you could put some distance. Because the problem with the bottle rockets is also if you can't shoot him right at point blank. Oh, one thing I want to say about this chunk: good boss fights in this chunk. There's a lot more boss fights in this section, yes. but they're all interesting. Yeah, you have uh, you know the Hamel guy, you got Johnny, uh, Eunice, or Eugene unit. Eugene, I think. I think Eugene. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Eugene, and then you have the jock boss fight. This probably my the favorite jock boss, boss fight, fight, and you have the mascot where you have to like take the yeah, which mascot is also a good, good boss fight too. <laughs> yeah, a lot of good bosses in this this chapter, uh, these two chapters. Um, the siege of the uh, observation uh, building. It's also like you talked about that Rockstar is really good about unlocking things throughout the story. This is like the section of the the school you unlock. It's a shortcut to like get you around that area, which is very helpful. Yeah, um, but also it's a cool kind of moment to storm it and dealing with the potato gun um, <laughs> that will screw you up, and then the boss fight inside. Um, I really enjoyed that section. I enjoy the fact that now, like, 
this is a nod versus jock war. Uh, you described Bully as very much like uh, Revenge of the Nerds, the game. Yeah. This is straight up like that, you know? Pretty much, yeah. Um, so there's a fun Easter egg in this that because I am a nerd, I got. It was um, the code to, like, get into the area that leads you to the observatory. The code is 1138, which is a reference to George Lucas's 1971 film, THX 1138. That's, that's a hell so I got a chuckle. <laughs> this is a hell of a ref. I, I was like, <laughs> I like the fact also, like, anytime you want to beat something out of them, you punch them once and they're like, okay, he's in the observatory. <laughs> like, there's no, there no loyalty among the nerds. I like that they don't use bats that, like, are armed with, like, rulers and everything. Which, yeah. Don't mess with those. Those have sharp edges on yeah. some of those. Yeah, so. yeah. Apparently, <laughs> they do some damage. Um, The kind of. This chapter is divided into two parts. There is the um, doing missions doing for, stuff the nerds, for the nerds, the nerds, and then taking down the jocks, and then taking down the jocks f- around the big game stuff. Yeah, um, my, my favorite bit in this, where we're doing with the nerd stuff, is when you have to go to the uh, probably my favorite mission. The chunk is when you have to go to the fun house. Okay, it's yes, a really but good mission. Yep, I love that mission. It's a great mission. Mm-hmm. Um, some really good. Ward design, like when you uh, enter the um, the little tunnel that's spinning. Have, yeah. You've been to some yeah. like, these kind of places before where like they've got the tunnel that spins that disorients. Just mess with my head all the time. But it's it's really cool. Like the lighting's really good. Mm-hmm. How it reflect how it shows on Jimmy's really good. There's a really cool part when you're uh, using the um, the Grim Reapers. To take down the jocks, you know, you have to time it to hit them, stop them from getting by. Um, the maze isn't bad. Um, the, when I saw the maze at first, I was like, oh, crap, this is going to suck because I, I hate mazes. Yeah. But it was actually really fun, you know. It was just long enough. To... Yeah, yeah, it was just long yeah. enough. Um, that whole section is really good, except I died. Oh no! In the the part where you have to shut off the um, the miners that are swinging the shovels. Yeah, I got a look. I had to got hit. There was not a lot of cans of soda in this, so I had got hit by one of the Grim Reaper um, yeah. sites, and it kind of juggled me a little bit, so it caught me again. So I was about half health. I went in the minors I was running through, and I got a little bit overconfident, and I tried to sprint past two of them at once, and got smacked, and it took me all the way down. And I was like, oh, crap. And then I realized... in Rockstar Games. <laughs> yeah, no checkpoint. I had to go all the way back to the school to start the mission, go all the way back to the fun house, walk my way back through the fun house, to finish it. I was basically at the end at that point. Uh, that really bummed me out. But it didn't put a sour on the mission. There's some really good stuff in that Funhouse mission. It's probably the second best mission in this entire chapter. I really liked having taking control of the Grim Reapers, the thing that like you trip like maybe knocked you down a few times and now you're using it to like take down. It reminds me of um there's a Sega Dreamcast game called Illbleed. I've never heard of that. That game. takes place entirely in a horror, a abandoned horror-themed amusement park. 
And there's like fun side gags with the workers. There's still workers at this park where you're like, where they're like, can you believe? Why are you still doing this? And they're just like, I just work here. <laughs> and it's like your attractions are trying to kill me. <laughs> and that like that. that game is a trip. I would love to play it for the show, but here's the problem: Illbleed is a Sega Dreamcast only game, and it go it retails now. It was about two hundred dollars, but ever since the uh, great. Uh, inflation of the classic video game market of the pandemic is now a six hundred dollar video game. Um, comics are in the same spot right now, so I sympathize. Well, it's it's. I will try to find a way for us to emulate that easily because that game is a trip. There is a talking, um, bat in that game that has like the soul of a child athlete in it. <laughs> that is that... that game is a trip. I never played it, but I've seen clips of that game, and it looks like the right kind of bad in, like, a fun way. I would wonder, though, my only fear with that kind of game, because I had the same thought about, like, games like, uh, I would love to play Project Snowblind, which is a, a favorite of mine from yeah. PlayStation 2. Um, uh, what was it? The other one I was looking at. Shadows of the Damned I wanted to play <laughs> for the show. Where I was like, man, but are we the only ones who really care about it? I don't care. I'll play those. Yeah, it might be something. We got to find a way to do some of those. Cause, and, like, God, that's a good excuse for you guys to write in on uh If you got State some weird video games that we won't check out otherwise. Yeah, right in the state of the save at gmail.com. We would love to play some of those. Uh, because, hey, those are, those are freaking conversation topics. <laughs> I would love to play that game. That sounds great. I'll show you some clips when we're yeah, done. Yeah, I want to see some. <laughs> but, um,. This is a really solid mission, the whole Funhouse stuff. As we kind of progress in the war of um, the jocks and nerds, this is when we get into... The Mandy storyline. The Mandy storyline. where Which makes it seem like later on in it is going to make some good social commentary and then just immediately strips that away at the very last second it to where it all it. feels gross. And here's the reason why. Um, we'll, we'll just cover the whole thing. Let's cover the whole thing because I think that is important for context. Um, Eugene. E Eugene approaches Jimmy. He wants to get some photos of Mandy, the head cheerleader. He's like, this will really piss off the jocks is his like reasoning for it. But we know his reasoning his for reason this. And they even hammer it home when you come in. He's like looking at a Playboy. He just wants to have photo, and when you give him the photos, he even makes like I'm a, you know, uh, fan Evidence. of the no, I'm a fan of the uh, the human form or something. He says something like that, where it just you know you know what it is. Um, the problem with this storyline is, and let, I'm gonna hit the beats. Jimmy goes and takes photos of Mandy. He takes photos of her at cheerleading practice, in the showers, and in her room. Um, Jimmy gives these photos to Eugene, who proceeds to then go post them on posters all around the town. Yes. And the school. Jimmy is then given the task by Mandy to go cover them up. This is where I'm like, okay, I think they're about to nail this. Because Same. she is cry she's crying and she says, I'm the one being in trouble. I might be expelled when she didn't do a single thing she wrong. Didn't see it. She has some reflection, like, I know I wasn't nice to people, but that's no excuse for them to, like, take advantage of me like that. And then Jimmy has the thought of, I messed up, I need to fix this. 
Because this is all my fault. This is my doing. And Eugene has no sympathy. Like, he's... Because there's a he's portion... Repl- he's replacing the posters. Which is an extremely frustrating part from a gameplay point of view. But we'll talk about that in a second. I wish you could, like, find him doing Beat that. And shit just out punch this little um, face in. And th- here's the problem, though. Like, and then when you finally do cover back up all the photos with sp- spray paint, when you go back to Mandy... You're rewarded. You, you're rewarded by making out with Mandy. <sighs> So, so let's so break this gross. down. And this uh. is why the problem is. This could have been fixed very easily by Jimmy just having a few lines. Where, one, Jimmy makes comments like, you sicko, why you want me to take photos of her? But then you go do it. Like, it's like, okay, you say that it's wrong, but then you do it. He meets Mandy. Mandy's like, I didn't deserve this. Like, this is, you know, this is not what I deserve. Jimmy goes, I'm going to go cover it but he never says i screwed up he should have he never said, turned like, her I away he should have turned her away and said look i did this i messed up i tried to make it right i'm sorry that's all he had to say in order to make this whole storyline like be like congratulations rockstar you did it but the very last beat just drops the ball completely and makes the whole thing seem gross when all they needed was just that one fix and it would have been justified here's two timelines there's the timeline the game exists in where jimmy takes compromising photos of a 15 year old girl those photos are posted in the public in front of adults and children he tries to cover it up and then he uses that to make out with the head cheerleader that's the timeline this game does then the only thing you would have to do to make this not gross is that when he goes to mandy and mandy says i can't believe they did this to me like this was overkill you know i didn't deserve this jimmy going even if he doesn't say it to mandy he goes i shouldn't have done that and you go confront Ernest, and you're like hey you little punk what the hell's wrong with you (laughs) and then you go cover it up and then when you meet mandy you say i took those photos i'm sorry that way you could it's you could have done something there and say like jimmy realized Crap! I screwed up. I he took some ownership. The problem is the game rewards you for for do, being a terrible person. You help yeah. hurt somebody. Yeah. You fix something you did, and then you're rewarded. You're literally rewarded for doing what you for fixing something you should have never done in the first place. But at the same, but we're still not done with the game yet. There is still a chance. I can't remember. I forgot this storyline was even a thing in this game. You probably but blacked it out because you're like, man, that's a bad storyline. Because <laughs> I know you, I, I imagine even Michael, though that many years ago, probably was able to be like, wow, that's kind of a jerk thing. Uh, that's weird. Let's keep playing. <laughs> yeah, like I imagine you, even a younger Michael was able to be like, this is probably not a good thing. This is bad. <laughs> uh, but there is still a chance in the fifth chapter, the fall and rise of Jimmy Hopkins, that that stuff could come into play. I don't expect it to. I don't remember if it does. No. I, and I... There's still a chance. I don't think they'll squander it. That being said, this doesn't ruin the game for me. Completely. It's just... a. They had the chance to, like, accelerate this game and tell something and do something good, and they just completely dropped the ball. And, like, I know people can be like, oh, you're looking at it from a 2021 point of view. No. Yes! Yes, we are, but also even at the time, that stuff was not that. Okay. St- well, that there was conversations around like, 
leaking photos of people and stuff at the time. Like, mm-hmm. like back in 2000 and what was this, 2011? 2006. 2006. Even in 2006, that, that was conversations that were happening. Yeah. And it doesn't take a freaking more high horse to say, hey, this is wrong. Taking pictures of underage girls and posting her pictures all over town is wrong. And the problem <laughs> is the two biggest issues with it. Like, you could do this, these missions. You could do these three missions. And the only difference would have been Jimmy says, I screwed up. He takes some ownership. Jimmy confronts Ernest. Yeah. And then Jimmy um, uh, doesn't get rewarded for cu- fixing a mistake he shouldn't have made. Exactly. Like, the problem is We're- those three beats are the only things you have to change. You could do the photo stuff. Is it gross? Yes. But you could do the photo stuff, have it lead to this, and then show that Jimmy at his heart is a good person. Yeah. Because Jimmy says, if Jimmy just says, crap, I shouldn't have taken those photos. Or Jimmy goes to Ernest and goes, hey, Ernest, what the hell? <laughs> and, like, you maybe have a mission where you beat the shit out of Ernest or something. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of it from a like gameplay point of view. But then you can do the Game, mission covering it up. Games shouldn't shy away from having you do uncomfortable things and uncomfortable topics. No. The problem is how you handle it. And exactly. this game did not handle it well. It's you, I'm not going to, like, dismiss the entire game because of something like this. But it should be pointed out and should be like, hey... If you try something like this, do better. Learn from this game's mistake. If you want to try to tackle a storyline like this, look from it from a way of, like, don't just look back and, like, hammer this game for what it's doing wrong. Like, I, we, we have the right to, like, look at it from a lens and go, we should know better. But the point is, whenever we try to tackle these problems and these types of stories in the future, we should know, look back and go, we know how to handle this better now. Exactly. And like that, yeah. I think that's why it's worth saying, like, you could do these missions. And just with three small changes, yeah, it, this changes the whole conversation. Yeah. So, like, yeah, and it, and it doesn't help Jimmy's character the way they do it. So, like, I don't quite get what the justification was for it. Because it, yeah. it makes the one character in this entire game who I think is – the whole idea of Jimmy to me is that Jimmy, at the, at the end of the day – is a good parson. All this other stuff is like the stuff he does. He has justification. That's what separates him from the psychopaths. Mm-hmm. You know that he is at the end of the day a moral parson, and he's justifying the things he does. So I feel like this was just a really a ball drop. But we're still not done. There still has to be, uh, from the chapter name, the fall of Jimmy Hopkins and the rise again. There's still a chance they could redeem it or. It could make sense from a character's perspective of why he didn't because he got too pride and spiteful. We we can save that analytic stuff for like the end of this game. And I do, I, yeah. We, and like we're not going to keep on hammering yeah. this point, but I do think that it's worth noting. Yeah, it's absolutely. worth calling out. Um, you kind of have to call out certain things in games like this. Like I said, I think there's just a few few slight modifications, and this could have actually been a good storyline. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I do hope maybe in chapter five. I don't have any. I don't have any faith that they're actually going to fix this particular storyline in chapter five. But I do hope that maybe they do some justifications. Yeah. We'll see. And the only thing we can do is just ignore this beat happened and just move on with the rest of this chapter because the rest of this chapter is really really good. Yeah, that's the problem. Like it's a this downside is, this of is a generally good chapter. Huge blemish on my favorite chapter in this game. Yes, you just have to ignore that stuff. 
Well, yeah, you have to. You, well, you call it out and then you move on. Yeah, yeah. not ignore. Yeah, yeah. That was a bad no, 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 no. Yeah. I get you, what you're saying. Yeah, but like you call it out, you say eh, bad call, and then we move on. Um, as we move on, we talk about what is actually the best part of this chapter: Operation Trojan Cow, which is such a is such a is such a like yeah like it's a blemish on a great chapter because boy is this a freaking high part because it's like it's a multi-stage mission. Mm-hmm. It's a big mission based around a day. I love in this game when they take into consideration a particular event. Uh, we liked Halloween, you know, where yeah. Halloween was a night where you did a bunch of missions and all if related. You, you didn't have to do everything. You could leave, and then that mission will never be open to you. Exactly. Again. Boy, I wish they 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 hype up the Halloween mission mm-hmm. so much in the menus. But I think that the Christmas stuff... Even after stuff, you pass it, it's still there. Yeah, but... Like, like, don't be sure not to miss the... But the Christmas stuff is so much better. The big game stuff is so much better. Yeah. Um, but the mission is, we're going to, first of all, we're going to acquire the mascot costume, which involves you bullying the mascot, <laughs> who is a jerk, who's like a, like a, the most... You could just sit in the tree and just pelt him so with... <laughs> I, I went and threw a... I ambushed him with a stink bomb. <laughs> and, like, the football coach was on the field. So he charges me because it's, like, the violation of using a weapon. Yeah. And so as the the bull is running away from me, I'm chasing the bull, firing the, um, the bottle rockets. <laughs> as the entire football team, the football coach, the cheerleaders are scattering. And he's like, leave me alone. As, as Billy's just chasing him in the middle of the field, shooting bottle rockets. It was, that was fun. The interaction of the open world is fantastic. And I wish more games was as interactable as Bully. Because there was a bit, uh, separating myself from the mission a bit, where I got a kick me sign. I put it on one of the jocks during a fight. And then all of his teammates immediately turn on him and start beating him on the grounds. It's hilarious to the point where i could get away that was beautiful i love the fact that you run into the different characters in the ward yeah like you run into what's the nard gar the first god gar you uh, uh eunice eunice like you run into her at the comic shop and uh beatrice and stuff yeah, yeah. you run into her you'll run into lola on the school grounds you'll occasionally run the teachers they're more rare but you can see them like the coaches well on, like, like the field like when i everything. started the yeah. bully the mascot the coach the gym coach is out there and he helps like he's chasing me so like it just adds that extra little bit of a real ward mm-hmm. of like oh well of course the gym coach would be out here coaching the football team so on the night of the big game he's gonna yeah. be chasing you down it was, re- it was really really good the boss um, fight is fun where you, like, fight him in a pool, an empty yeah, pool. Yeah, you're standing at the bottom of the pool like, bring it! And he comes <laughs> hopping in. And, like, there's even some water at the deep end still. Like, there's a little bit of water down there. Good textured environment. Like, yeah, uh, and, like, you can see colors stand. the world a little bit. I was standing down there in the water fighting him, you know? Like, it was, like, a Bruce Lee or Jet Li movie. Just, like, we're going to fight in, like, this water and everything. It was, I, like, a gladiator fight. I immediately thought of, like, the movie, the uh, game Rise to Honor, where you have a fight yes. in like a small pool. How's <laughs> um, the honor? Of that's a that's game. A, that's should. a fascinating game. It, it's structured. That whole that op, the opening menu for that game looks like a DVD menu, which is yeah. That also we, we that should game, put, we should play that. The only problem with Rise of the Honor is it's not a fun game to play. I disagree completely. Really, the, I don't like the. I, combat. I love the combat system. I don't like the combat in that game, but it's damn cinematic. Like it's a. 
we should we should check out rise of honor sometime. maybe one day we play rise of honor because yeah, it's a cinematic freaking game it 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 goes for that like it goes for that like uh, it's ahead of its time. Ridley Scott, yeah, big cinematic, you know, historical action movie kind of feel like it. It it's 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 pretty damn good looking it's game. A, it, it's the progenitor to the like cinematic games movement that happened with like games like Uncharted and everything. It was yeah. Rise to Honor is ahead of its time, but we're not talking about Rise to Honor today. But it's, it's something <laughs> but, something we might discuss later. Um, yeah, but I love the fight. You beat him down, you get the, uh, the mascot costume, and then the Operation truly begins. Cow begins. <laughs> um, I love talking to the different nerds, and, like, one's like, what's the code word? And Billy's like... I'm gonna and, beat you and Jimmy's up. like, I'm gonna punch you in the face. Okay, good enough! And Mel- Melvin was funny because he was like, uh, you once again emerge in this time of our great quest. And he was like, dang it, Melvin, it was funny the first 20 times, but now I want to beat you up. That's a, that's a meta commentary <laughs> if there was one. Um, the, uh, Shel- the only one Jimmy's nice to is Sheldon because like he's like, Greetings, okay, here's the last thing I want you to do. I reprogrammed the board. That you need to go and, and Jimmy's like that sounds cool and Sheldon's like all right straight to the point here's what you do go do it. <laughs> Sheldon's the only one who's like and also like his his part of the mission is the most complicated one you know so it's yeah. like, I feel like he's the only one who actually has his stuff together like the rest of them are like put some marbles and on it's the, the field. best part like uh, the reveal of that scoreboard changing jocks play with their balls yeah got a good laugh out of me I, love- I knew it was coming I was like here. Here it comes, and then just seeing it change, and just like it's the bat in the background of every cutscene and all the boss fights from here on out. Jocks play with their balls is hilarious. My favorite thing is also as you go around the mission. So those the you're putting glue on the glue on the benches, the, benches, the exploding the exploding fo- that, that carries over. <laughs> um, peeing in the the Gatorade, marbles on the field, and then changing the scoreboard. The one thing I kind of wish they did, and this is just backseat quarterback, and this is not like a shot at the game by any means. I kind of wish you did them all, and then you saw it all happen like at once during the game. Yeah, rather than just like do it the cutscene, do it cutscene. Yeah, but like it should find the way it is. It should have. It is find the way it is. It should have been like not should have been, but one way I would have liked to see it was like if like during the football game, just all this stuff happened. Yeah, but that would involve a lot more. NPCs, a lot more animation scripting. I understand, like, if that scale was something you could not do at the time, as well as keep it in-game, but... Because think about the amount of NPCs on the field for, like, the Marvels. The Bleachers. three guys. Yeah. For the Bleachers, it's, like, three guys. Mm -hmm. The... I think it's three for almost all of them, but... I like the Russian, like, Jack dude is, like, um... Uh, football game fun, not as fun as wrestling match. Yeah, that, yeah. That could laugh out of me. I was like, "Where's this guy? I wanted to hear more from he's this in guy." The, he's up there. He, you'll run into him yeah. around, around. Yeah, he is all, he's a he is a character. Um, but I really enjoyed this, and it all leads up to the the showdown on the night of the big game, where you uh, are taking down the jocks from once and for all. My favorite thing is also if you get caught doing this stuff, you have to do the dance. 
<laughs> and like you have to do the Bull yeah, Bull, 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 yeah, Bull, yeah. yeah, and then everyone's like into it when you do it, and then they're like, "I'm glad I'm not that nerd." <laughs> <laughs> but I love that there is no real. You don't have to do any combat as the, the Bull. cheerleaders are the nice ones to you because they're like, "Hey, uh, d- dance for us," and they'll even go, "Oh, that's awesome! You yeah. should join our squad and everything." Yeah, they actually was like, don't they're cool. You. Yeah, they don't actually treat you bad. <laughs> they're 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 cool. <laughs> but um, it is uh, a really fun thing, but it leads up to. And this is a pretty cinematic boss fight because all the stands are filled with fans. Oh, I didn't miss that part. Yeah, if you look, the stands have people in them. Oh, wow. That's why it's such a big deal that Jimmy beats them down on the front of everybody. <laughs> it's nighttime of the big game. It's raining. It's raining. Um, and this is my favorite boss fight. Yeah. Because you're dodging footballs that are being thrown at you, that you're picking up before they explode, throwing them back, and blowing up people. Boss fight design is that like we give you the mission objective in a easy way where you can do it, and then they start throwing guys at you, to where it, the escalation of the difficulty of the boss fight is really good. Also, fun... these are the probably the toughest combat guys you can. Oh, throw they are because they're stronger. They take a lot more damage, and they also have a tackle that is pretty heavy damage. Like you have to be careful with these guys. The best thing I learned was, and you have no of your, you don't have any of your, um, your gadgets. I don't believe. Did you have any of your gadgets? No, none of your gadgets. So like, the best thing I did is I would actually just dodge them until a ball was thrown my way, and then use the ball to take out the guys at close range. But it was it was a really fun boss fight. I like this. Um, it's a multi-stage boss fight, which is classic boss fight design. Yeah, as you're pushing them back across the field. Which is fun. Then the finale of it. You gotta sack the quarterback. You gotta sack the quarterback <laughs> as he talks a joke about your mom. <laughs> but my favorite thing is, like, you don't have to beat him down. You just have to sack him. <laughs> like, you don't have to, like, punch him. He has a full health ball. But you really just sack him. Like, I did the shoulder tackle yeah. into him. He went down as, like, you win. <laughs> and I was like, that was great. Because I thought, okay, now I have to, like punch him and beat him down no you just have to get to him sack him and then you win it's great this is and then you're in yeah. front of the entire school i'm king of the school i'm king of the school in the rain dressed as a mascot pete's hyping you up like you finally yeah. did yeah well and then all the the members of the cliques are out there it's it's a cool moment um we have the title card where like Jimmy, the rise and fall Jimmy of Hopkins, Jimmy Hopkins, age 15. age fifteen, and we see chapter 15, five. We'll go ahead and talk about this cinematic. Just yeah, because the opening for the it, rule yeah. of thumb of state of the save is if you can't save, then it's on the table to talk about. Yeah. So we'll talk about the fact that Jimmy is now rolling around with all the clicks. He is the big man on campus. I think I wrote down. Jimmy is he's now. Back, he's back uh, to his outfit he had when he first started, like him, that. Pimp Daddy Jimmy is what I wrote down. <laughs> uh, he's literally walking around, uh, you know, running the school. Pete's there. His he, voice is different. Like, he's talking a lot deeper and everything. Like, hey, girl, how's it going? He's, he's talking suave. Yeah. Like, he's like, he's like, oh, man. Hey, man, how's it going? Yeah, cool. every girl yeah. who walks by, he's like, hey, baby, how are you? <laughs> um, and you just can tell his head's the size of a watermelon. This is going to be a brutal fall. Well, my favorite up. thing yeah. is... 
Gary is a very good enemy, a very good antagonist. He's there when he isn't, because you're like, something is going to... There's a mention of Gary in part four at the very beginning, where Pete mentions him. And it's just very short. Where Jimmy's just like, who cares about Gary? He's an asshole. And here, Pete mentions him again, and Jimmy he goes, not everyone likes you, Jimmy. Like, you got to understand, not everyone likes you. And Gary's goes, still out there. And he goes, yeah, I know. Every time I hear that my mom banged a, st- a, b- a barn animal or that I was a gar or whatever, like he says, I, I know Jimmy's out there. Like, Jimmy's still talking mm-hmm. junk and doing what Jimmy does best, which is lie. Gary. It's, uh, Gary, sorry, Gary, yeah. not Jimmy, Gary. Uh, Gary's still out there. My favorite thing is Gary's disappeared from the story just long enough that you could see that Jimmy has stopped worrying about him. And it's like the, the now's thre- the, the threads time. are in motion because he's right where he wants him. He's at the top. Gary so has all never Gary gone away. Ha- all Gary has to do is just knock him from his podium, and then there's a power vacuum. Because think about it this way: before Gary would have had to take over all the clicks. He's now got, he just he's, has to take down Jimmy, <laughs> <laughs> and like it's such a good, well-written villain moment. The concept that like I just made. Uh, Okay, Watchmen, when they get to Ozymandias at the end of Watchmen. Spoilers for, for, the spoilers comic for a 30-year-old comic book. <laughs> but in the Watchmen, there's that great line where Ozymandias explains everything he's been doing. He goes, but I'm not a comic book supervillain. I wouldn't tell you that if you had any chance to stop it. I already I did, did it. it 35 minutes ago. Such a great line. And it's such a – 35 minutes ago, it's such a great line. It's like, well, it's already it's like, in motion. You can't do anything about well, he's it. He's like, like, we're going to stop you. And he goes, no, I wouldn't have told you if you had a chance to stop me because I did it 35 minutes ago. And it's just like, you know, it's that moment when you read Watchmen for the first time. You're like, oh, everyone's lost. Like, he won. <laughs> you know? And G- uh, Gary is such a good villain. The concept that Gary disappears. Gary, And when you look at it, when you get that title card, you realize what Gary's in game was. <laughs> He's like, yeah, now Jimmy did what everything Gary wanted him all, to do. All he, the only time Gary had to step in was to pin Jimmy against the preps. He only had to get involved when Jimmy wasn't doing something that fit the plan. And then Jimmy played into his hand the rest of the way. He was like, well, I might as well take control of the rest of these guys. And then Gary's just sitting in the back, just rubbing his hands together. You know Gary's plan. He's a great villain. He might be my favorite rock star villain. He's definitely... Because he's memorable. And, like, the the notes to a good villain is, like, he needs to constantly have a presence even when he's not on screen. And that's what Gary is. He's always... He's a figure always looming... In the background. He's what, like, Batman wants the Joker to be. Like, in good good Batman comics. Like, he's this, like, constant in the background problem. But a lot of times they blow that. Here, it's, it's, he gets, they get so much mileage out of him for so little screen time. Like, Gary's. It's the Darth Vader effect. Darth Vader has, like, less than, I think, 10 minutes of screen time. He has 35 minutes of screen time in the entire original trilogy. 35 minutes in three movies. But it's what you do with those minutes that count. And Gary is... Because Vader's presence is always swimming. Gary's presence is always swimming. Gary is only really in the first chapter. Then he pops back up one time in chapter two. To set things in motion. To set things in motion. And then he and leaves. And three and four, he's gone. There's just literally like a couple lines mentioned about him in four. Like he's just not there. 
And so it's a perfect time now that Jimmy's comfortable to come in and kick Jimmy in the balls. <laughs> um, I am excited. I am very excited to see where things will happen from here. Because the pieces are laid for a very interesting conclusion. Because you take over to school and there's still one more chapter left. You're like, what's next? What's going to happen? Yeah, it's like, okay. Like in a lesser written video game, this would be the end. But here it's like, no, now let's see what happens when now that Jimmy... Because if Gary didn't exist, this would be the end of the game. Yeah. But Gary exists. And Gary's... Gary's still a problem, but my favorite thing is, like Jimmy, we've kind of forgotten about Gary, too. Like, Gary's not constantly popping up. You don't see him around the school, because I've been looking for him. I never see him around the school, so Gary's just this thing that's in the background, and he's gone just long enough for Jimmy to forget about him and for us as the player to forget about him. Just for him to pop back up and be like, surprise. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to this. The Gary's uh, reveal, it, you know, is going to come up. I think if they, can, be, if they can nail this, it might put what I need for this game to really turn around. You talked about maybe it won't connect with me at this point. Yeah. I think I disagree in one aspect. That I think if they can really nail down Gary, Gary's return and Jimmy having to deal with Gary. Because the game has lots of things going for it in my mind. It has Jimmy, who I really do like as a character. Mm -hmm. Um, It has some really good set-piece missions. There's just enough stuff around it that I don't care for that it's kind of holding me back. Mostly gameplay, side missions, stuff like that. Some story content some, that we've touched on. The one, the yeah, one yeah, beat. Yeah. That one beat, really. But I'm not even... When I'm saying that there's stuff holding it back, that plays into it but that's not really the main thing because up to chapter four that wasn't even in there yeah sure um but i think if they can nail down gary's return this might be what sells me on this game being up there with what i need it to be um very much looking forward to chapter five Mm -hmm. i think this is going to be a fascinating finale to this uh i'm excited to see this again because i forgot most of chapter five i remember the ending very well but i don't remember what Goes into the fall of Jimmy Hopkins. So I, um, let's... Yeah, and the, uh, it's a great title. It's a great set piece for what's about to come. Um, Do you have any guesses of where the story is going to go? Or are you just ready to see it play out? I know that Gary's coming back and he's going to have his big his big moment. My, my feeling is... You know there's going to be a great villain speech. Yeah, <laughs> oh, there's going to be a great villain speech. Where he's like, I set you up the whole time. I'm convinced that the reason why he did this is because he knew he couldn't take over the school, but he knew Jimmy could. And now he only has to knock Jimmy off. Before, he would have had to do all the walk himself. Now you did it all for me, and I just got to knock you off, and I'll get to be the head of the school. So like, that's my, my theory. Um, my feeling is that Pete and you are going to be the last two standing on the – like Pete's going to have to step up. But I'm not entirely sure Pete's not an agent of Gary because Gary kind of had a, a pull over Pete. Hmm. So I, my fear is that Pete might be my Judas. <laughs> Let all these times of Gary. E2, Pete. Yeah, E2, Pete. Uh, Pete. <laughs> E2, Pete. Please go back and edit that so it makes it sound like I nailed that joke. I, I thought you said we don't edit anything on no, this No, we're, we're not editing it, but yeah. You know, if there was an alternate timeline where I nailed that joke, and it's hilarious. The glass shatters. E two, E two. 
Um, <laughs> that's a TikTok idea. We just gotta have a photo of J- Jimmy just being like E two Pete E two. <laughs> but that's my theory because Gary had a power over Pete beforehand. That's an interesting theory. That, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but that's my theory. Um, I am excited. I'm more excited about Chapter Five than I was Chapter Three and Four. Um, this is a good game. Yeah, and I don't want like some of my criticisms to take away from that, but uh, I am very much looking forward to finishing this. Um, any final thoughts before we bring it home? I summarized it, I believe already. That I don't remember how this game ends up. I'm really excited to see where it goes i still really really like this game i don't know if it's as high on my list of games as it was when i played it of course it's not time has passed i've grown as a person but this is still a really good game and what i love about bully is the potential of what bully could be what a sequel could be with bully and how it kind of shaped rockstar games going forward because it's a good transition piece between something like the gta games and then what the future of the GTA games would be, as well as like Red Dead Redemption and even Red Dead Two. There's a bit of DNA from. I that. don't think you get the Red Dead games without Bully. You don't. You really don't. Like I think in a world where Bully didn't come out, GTA would be more like San Andreas, uh, not San Andreas, but more like Saints Row, like Saints Row Two. It kind of grounded. Where it kind of like a, gra- in a well, like Saints Row way. Two was like a a weird transition in the Saints Row franchise. Where it was like parody, but also still kind of grounded. Like I could see Grand Theft Auto not being able to pull off some of its more serious stories that they've done in 4 and in 5. Mm-hmm. Without Bully kind of being a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And then I don't think you did get Red Dead. Because you go back to San Andreas. San Andreas, it's the only Grand Theft Auto game I enjoy. But it also it's it's kind of over the top crazy, like there's like the drone missions and absolutely. I don't know. That's, a... that's I'm not I'm not familiar enough with the red the like Rockstar games because generally I don't like Grand Theft Auto, so I like kind of hard for me because I like Red Dead the Red Dead games like Red Dead Redemption's great Red Dead Two is a game that. I would love to finish. I played a bunch of it, but it's such a time-consuming game, and I feel like I need to be like able to really invest in it. You to need enjoy. to have a two-hour chunk where you can fully immerse yourself in the world. You can't play for thirty minutes, do a mission, and log out. Ready? You got to be like set some time, like set an afternoon yeah. to be immersed in that world to really. Yeah, if I had like a weekend yeah. where like I knew that like I had nothing to do for an entire weekend. I might sit down and be able to really play some serious chunks and get deep enough into it to be invested. The problem is it just doesn't fit my current time that I live in yeah. right now. But uh, it's still high. It, I can, what I've played of it, I've played probably four or five hours of it. It's impressive as hell. But yeah. um, I'm just not familiar enough with Rockstar to kind of really lay down like the, the evolution of it. But I do agree that Bully... A lot of bully DNA is in the Red Dead games, and I see a lot of bully DNA in the the modern Grand Theft Auto games also. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a fascinating game. I'm glad we played it. Um, I'm looking forward to finishing it. Uh, kind of bringing it home here. Obviously, next week we'll plan on having an E3 file corrupted extravaganza. Talk about the games we're excited for. Talk about the news. Uh, this E3 is make or break for me. Mm-hmm. 
this is the E3 I decide which console I buy. If uh, Microsoft comes out hard, stay loyal. Sony's in the lead right now, though. Microsoft's got to do something. That Ratchet and Clank game looks real yeah, good. Yeah, that helped, too. <laughs> Sony's in the lead right now. Sony's in the lead. But Microsoft's got the Game Pass stuff. Sony is sitting Sony's sitting on something. They have they released like a huge like pantheon of exclusives for their PlayStation 5 console. They we know what's coming down the horizon pun intended. Yeah. And um like all they have to do is just sit back. They're watching Microsoft today like, right now just being like, "Hmm, let's yeah. gonna, we're going to see how this plays out." And then like they're going to come out like 2 months later and be like, "Here's some stuff." They're going to come out swinging. For sure. This is the most excited I've been for a console generation. Because oh, yeah. every, they, no one has a lot to lose. Microsoft, because Microsoft is in a good place with Game Pass right now. So all they need is just you to go buy their boxes or sign up for their services. So they're going to pull out all the stops. My my hope is, this is my hope. And we'll say this and we'll, we'll, we'll find out next time on Stay of the Save whether we actually believe this. My hope is... Microsoft's game plan is that now this is the year they can show games. That's always been the past two years. Three years. The past two or three years. years. It's just Phil been... Spencer's on the ship. What are the games going to be? What are the games going to be? Well, and I, I have faith in Phil Spencer mm-hmm. because I feel like his he's been saying the right things. And the nature of game development is so long-tooth that I'm like, okay, if he came in, it's going to take months. It's going to take years. To get these things, he off said the that up front. So he's yeah. like, "Game Pass is a way to get us there." And Game Pass is the biggest thing that's keeping me on the Microsoft service. Because I have a PS Five, I still have Game Pass, just because it's such a great service, and it's what I want. Whenever there's something on there, I'll hop on there, play play some games I like. There's some games that I'm like, "Yeah, I don't need to buy it on the Switch or anything," because Game Pass is there for me when I need it. As a huge fan of indie games. Game Pass is great for indie games. Yeah, man. Game Pass is great to get games that are not massive releases out there in front of people um and also dude like i can't tell you like okay like dark alliance is coming out right i pre-downloaded that downloaded that already and sitting on my hard drive and right when i get released i'm gonna play some dark alliance we'll play that yeah we'll play that we'll probably do a fun uh check-in on that let's get nick involved too nick probably play some dark alliance with us too but yeah i mean I, I, I feel like that they just got to show some games. So we're going to actually bring this home so we can watch that press conference. It's going on right now. It's going on right now. We have a little bit of leeway so we can skip the stuff that doesn't Yeah, we can us, skip but... all the boring stuff. But um, state of the save at gmail.com. At state of the save on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, follow us. Send us your fun emails. Definitely check out that last episode on uh, the one-year anniversary show. It was a really – it was a highlight show, I think. I really enjoyed it. Um, Sleeping Dogs versus Alan Wake is the fight of the year. Yep. Take that, Mayweather versus Logan Paul. And unlike that one, it wasn't fixed. <laughs> anyway, fucking embarrassing. thank you for boxing. listening to State of the Save. We love having <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Eric's sitting over here mad as hell. <laughs> Don't y'all ever talk shit about how wrestling's predetermined. Yeah, that was freaking predetermined bullshit, too. <laughs> Holding up a man you knocked out. Um, 
Stay the same at gmail.com. We're probably pissed off Lakers. I can't. I can't get mad at him. He found the best con in the world. He's, he's smart as well, hell. He's not mad. He loves that we even talked about him. Yeah, he loves it. I mean, we, I don't blame we, him. Congratulations, and he wins. Congratulations to Mayweather. He got paid. <laughs> the people who betted on that thing was the suckers. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you bet on that thing, please write in to say yeah, Explain why. <laughs> Um, but yeah, state of the save at gmail.com. Thank you guys. Have a great week. Stay safe out there. We'll see you next week.